When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, guys, it is Kenny Mack, and it is time to flip the switch. And we got to finish out this season for number 24, and it starts this week. And I think if you listen to the Dogs podcast this week on the Pro Football Focus stats, it's going to be in a different way. But let's chat Nick Chubb every time we score a rushing touchdown. And I want to hear from my dogs now, so let's kick this mofo off. Ooh, 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 ooh. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Uh, if you want to get your interest on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Today, we're going to preview the matchup with the Titans, maybe like the most important game of the season, at least to this point. I guess if that makes sense. Uh, I know it's only week three, but it kind of feels like a big game. We also want to talk about the Cream Hunt signing, um, trying to come in and help substitute. We're not going to call it replace Nick Chubb. We're going to call it substitute for Nick Chubb. So we're going to get on into all that tonight. Uh, before we do, though, remember to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you don't miss any of the new content we're putting out. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, and uh, I think that's it, right? Did I say them all? I forgot. Yeah, that's Spotify, yeah. Amazon yeah. Music, anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started thinking about what I was going to say next, and I didn't even remember if I said what I was supposed to say now. Uh, so uh, forgive me. But yeah, so if you prefer to just listen, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member, get access to the private Discord, which is a ton of fun on game days and just throughout the week in general. We got a, a pick em going on in there. So we got a Discord pick em going on. There's Threads literally about everything, sports, gambling, TV shows, obviously the Browns. So people from all over the world are in there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you get to play fantasy football with us. You get an extra episode every week. So a ton of good stuff going on in the dog pack. So if you're interested in that, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So before we jump in tonight's episode, we got a uh, we like you know we give away dog pack member of the month stuff, and we have contests. So we got a couple t-shirts we want to give away before we jump uh, into the episode. So without further ado, Josh is going to announce a couple winners. That's right. So dog pack member of the month for September is John Freeman. Nice, John Freeman. John Freeman. Congratulations. Congrats for anybody John. who's not in the dog pack. Basically, once a month we just pick. A member to highlight and give them a dog's podcast t-shirt, whichever one they want. So a uh, big shout out to John. Thank you for being a member of the dog pack. And if you like 
free gear, head to the dog pack and maybe you'll be dog pack member of the month. Absolutely. So then the second thing is that t-shirt contest we've been running all year. We don't talk about it a whole lot, kind of keep forgetting about it until it's like, oh, we got to pick a winner this month. So we're actually running out of winners. So if you want to do this contest, go to the dogspodcast.com backslash win, W-I-N. All the details are there. You just got to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or click five-star rating on Spotify or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Take a screenshot of any one of those things or all three of them and send it to us. Email it to bark at the dogspodcast.com. And you're entered into the contest. So this month's winner is Gage Patterson. So Gage Patterson, congratulations. You win the Brownie the Podcaster Elf t-shirt for this month. Thank you very much for the five-star review or subscribing on YouTube. We appreciate all the support, guys. Um, The more support you give, the the bigger we get, then the more free stuff we like to give back. We give away a ton of stuff. So uh, we appreciate all the support that you guys have given us. Uh, not just this year, but over the years. Um, so like I said in the opening, you, you know, you can get voicemails on the show uh, by heading to the dogspodcast.com. You can just tap the little menu in the the drop down menu and hit leave voicemail. Our favorite Canadian, Kenny Mack, left us a voicemail. Somebody said in the live that Kenny's on this show so much that he should just be part of the panel. Well, he kind of is, guys. Kinda he does is, episodes. Yes. <laughs> uh, he does episodes for us. He's been on episodes before. Andy has his own Throwback Thursday series. So if you like Kenny Mack's stuff, make sure you check out his episodes. They're really good. Uh, so we got a voicemail from Kenny Mack to play. Yo guys, it is Kenny Mack and I want to turn the page onto the Titans. But first I want to congratulate Josh on his big news. Josh, I'll let you say it if you want to, because uh, it's big personal news. But congratulations from the dog pack. Next up, let's talk about some football. Jad Wills, guys, what are we going to do? I mean, I don't think there's a lot of options out there right now. You can tell me what you think. A lot of it I'm reading is swap the tackles. I don't think that's a thing. Kareem Hunt, congratulations for coming back. Pretty much see him as a third down back or goal line situations. Defense, please stay the same. Guys, we didn't have the Steelers get into a red zone period. Makes that tough, really tough to swallow that loss. Next up, special teams and DPJ. I just don't think that guy wants to return punts. Doesn't look like it. He makes bad decisions. I don't know what our options are. Let me know, guys. I am out. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to go and <laughs> refocus. Oh, oh so we're gonna, guys, we're one okay. of with each other a little bit on this show. <laughs> yeah. I like so, so basically right here, this is where the real, the, the public episode is going to come into play. And you guys are going to see us laughing. You got to go to the after hours to actually catch what yeah. Blake just said. Um, he had an entire voicemail to think of a retort and uh, it, it was not great. <laughs> It was excellent, actually. <laughs> oh, no, the big news is not that I've, I've solved the Jed Wills problem. It is that I got engaged. So there you go. Hey, congratulations. Well, that's big news, Josh. And I would sacrifice your future wedding for a Browns week three victory. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, I probably would too. <laughs> Don't tell Megan. Uh, yeah. No well, she watched the Steelers game with me, so I think she'd understand. Okay, good. Um, no, well, that's congratulations, Josh. Everybody tell Josh congratulations in the comments. Um, to, but to jump to uh, Kenny's voicemail, uh, the first thing I wanted to address was um, Jed Wells. I I don't know what the problem is. Is your only other option is what Hudson? Yeah, and he. I mean, he's. I have seen. You know what I mean? Probably the only. So I, I like Kenny said. I saw the swap the tackles 
suggestions, you know, aplenty. And I think that's a terrible idea. Um, Cause Jones just is not, I mean, he's still getting up to speed as a right tackle. We can't just sh- throw him over to left tackle and hope that he's going to do a whole lot better. But I have seen the, why don't we try moving Betonio out to left tackle? He's done it before. He's not, it's not his position, but I mean, he's got to be better than Wills. And maybe we can bring, um, who's it? Michael Dunn. Maybe try him at left guard. Maybe uh, we can do Nick Harris, Whippler. I don't know. We we do have options at guard that if we wanted to do Betonio, what do you guys think about Betonio out there? I guess, I mean, interesting. He, yeah, I'd never even thought of that. Me either, yeah. Okay. Um, what did he do? He did it for what, one game last year? Or was it last year or the year before? The he, year before, yeah. It was, yep, can't like, remember what he, year. He, played, but. he was like the highest graded player on the line that game, gave up no pressures. Like he was amazing at it. Um, I guess, I mean, you'd have to talk to him. I'm sure he's a team first guy. I'm sure he would consider it as long as, because at, at this point, it's like every, every I understand nobody is going to block. At, Every play, you're going to give up a sack every once in a while, a pressure every once in a while. Like, uh, can I just um, can I just say though, because I was talking about on the analytics show about the pass blocking efficiency, and somebody commented and said, "Well, how often do it does a an offensive lineman rate 100 percent, meaning they gave up no pressures?" I looked at the Eagles' offensive line from last week's game; they all of them 100 percent, all five linemen, okay. not a single pressure. Yeah. So, now I know that's um, that's crazy, but it can be good. Yeah. Yes. 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 But we're supposed to have a great line too, and I know you put out some stuff this week about them. But um, and, and some of the stuff about our line right now is our quarterback is holding the ball too long. So there's a lot of stuff that are playing into that. It's common. I think it's a little bit of a combination of everything. Um, but my the the biggest issue with Wills is just like. It's it's first of all, it's not just like once every few games. I think one of the stats I heard when we were at Joe Thomas's enshrinement in his entire career, he only gave up like what it was. It wasn't like thirty some sacks or something like that. In I his think so. Entire career, ten thousand mm-hmm. snaps in a row. Like, but Jed, it's like two to three times every game where it's just like clear he gave no effort. You know, like he just takes plays off regularly, and it's. I mean, obviously, I never coached in the NFL, but. I played football and I coached a lot of junior high football for a decade. And you always tell people, I can coach, you know, your technique. I can coach you, teach you the plays. I can't coach effort. You, you have to either, you have to be the one who wants to give the effort. Yep. Um, and he just, he doesn't give effort all the time. It's, it's terrible. I mean, in like week one, he throws the guy and he gets beat and throws the guy into Conklin's leg. And I know it's a freak accident, but it's like, at one point, at some point, it's always this guy. You know what I mean? Like it's it's always him. So I don't know what you do. It's a problem. I I was concerned about our offense coming into this year when I heard we were going to go way more empty and it was going to be more shotgun. I was like, well, we have a left tackle who can't really block. <laughs> That's going to be you know what I mean. Yep. If you're going empty a lot, that means you're leaving Jed Wills one on one with somebody a a lot of times throughout the game, and that's an issue. And we the first two weeks. We've seen it. Um, yep. It's just it's just been bad. I, I don't know. They got to get creative. They got to do something. And before we move on, Ohio DraftKings has upped their sign-up offer to kick off this NFL football season. New users can place a $5 first bet to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets, plus up to $150 back in bonus bets if your team loses. All you have to do is sign up with our code, the dogs, all one word. Using our code, the dogs, not only get you great bonuses, 
but it also directly supports our podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure you use our code, THEDOGS, to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Great. Yes, they I don't do. know if there's anyone out there right now, free agent-wise. I'm not well-versed on that. Man, and if there was some like really good left tackle out there, there wouldn't he wouldn't be out there. No, this right. is a, they're going to have to figure this out within the confines of the roster we have. Yes. But I mean, if we think this is our year, don't you do anything? You know, we don't. I, I don't see how we can just sail the rest of the season with what we got without making changes. It doesn't really make sense to me. You don't waste this defense. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. I agree with you, John. I agree with you 100% there, man. I heard a stat, and I, I don't know if, Josh, if you have this stat, they kind of mentioned it on uh, Cleveland Browns Daily or something, but of all the pressures uh, over the first two games, Wills was responsible for 30% of them. So obviously there's a major problem going on. And the Lions, I don't think the Lions played that great. It's not like they've been phenomenal or even what we thought they were going to be at all. Um, but yeah, it's a major issue. And eventually, you know, if you don't figure it out, the thing that happens is Watson probably gets knocked out of a game or, you know what I mean? There's injuries. He's pretty much we blew that game based on a strip sack where he just completely got beat and just gave up. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, that, that's that's an issue. He said the defense needs to keep it up. This was yeah. the, maybe the most deflating stat from that, that Pittsburgh game. I, this was, you know, an only in Cleveland moment was – we were winning in the fourth quarter, and the Steelers had negative four yards or negative seven, seven. yards in the fourth seven. quarter and yeah. lost. The, yeah. the defense. I saw somebody on Twitter said the Steelers have the best defense in the league, and I said they don't even have they didn't <laughs> even have the best defense in the the Browns game. Right, like, right. They, they they gave up twenty some points to what I would consider one of the worst offenses in the league. Don't tell me the Steelers' defense is that good. I watched them get shredded by the Niners. Their defense isn't that great. Um, the Browns' defense is, barring injury, it is going to be, it's going to be special all year. Um, and I, I can tell you, I was thinking about this. You notice we had a, a breakdown on, on defense in that Steelers game. Let George Pickens get wide open on a busted coverage. He goes seventy yards for a touchdown, and none of us panicked. None of us were like, oh, woe is, woe is us. The world is – because we knew, like, it's not going to be a thing. You know right. what I mean? Like, well, that, that like never again. We, yeah, and we talked about that. Big, a big play here and there, it's going to happen. It's the NFL. Exactly. It's going to happen. We're bringing pressure. I mean, that kind of stuff's going to happen from time to time. Yep, but, like, in years past, we'd give that up, and it would be like – and you would see the deflation out of the defense. You know what I mean? Like just we'd give up one play or one series and then the rest of the game, it was like they were going on air. Like it right. was just deflating and done. There was none of that. This defense is special. It's this defense is elite. Grant Delpit is uh, the second highest yeah. graded safety in the league. Yeah. Jim Schwartz is turning him into a superstar. Yeah. He's going to be a pro bowler. If he keeps bowler. playing it, yeah. he's going to be a pro bowler. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's He's been awesome. Well, if Kenny touched on it. Oh, go ahead, no, no, you go ahead. You keep with Kenny. Kenny. And he touched on it too when he was talking about uh, Brown's uh, defense didn't allow him in the red zone. That's two weeks now because that happened in the Cincinnati game also. So this Brown's defense has yet to allow an opposing offense into their red zone. It's incredible. One touchdown. It's incredible. 
Yeah. I mean, in a offensive fueled NFL to have that good of a defense right now and say what you want about Cincinnati and how things are going. That's an elite, elite offense. Those are ballers yeah. out there. And by the end of the year, they're probably going to be playing like that. But to do that to that team, and then I, obviously Pittsburgh's offense is what it is, but to dominate like that for two weeks now, it's incredible. Something, yeah, something we can build on for the season. I mean, the the Bengals' offense is struggling a little bit. They still turned around in week two and put up 20-some 20, 20 on the, the Ravens, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 24. Um, yeah, so the the Browns' defense, yeah, they just got to stick stay healthy, please. Knock on wood, stay healthy and just keep dominating because – until this offense can can figure it out, they're going to be what keeps us in games. And then you just got to hope that the offense figures it out. Um, the last thing I want to touch on that Kenny talked about was DPJ in the return game. Um, I actually saw that our, our special teams, yeah, at least in like efficiency or something, I'm pretty sure top 10. So even though there's been a couple of like fluky things here and there, like overall the, the special teams is way better than it was last year, at least from an efficiency standpoint. Um but DPJ, I mean, he's had problems returning punts in the past, and I thought in week one he did a, he didn't do anything special, but he just fair he just caught everyone, and I was like, just that's all we need is just mm-hmm. just catch yeah. everyone, man. I feel like it's going way under the radar. That punt he didn't catch, that that was a huge that changed the game. That changed the entire complexion of the game. That changes what you're going to do on offense. We should have had the ball. It, almost midfield 40 yard line instead we have it down at the the 10 it was that was what is he doing he just looks so uncomfortable sometimes back there in losing grant again i know we talked about like we actually talked about would grant make the team is just like a return specialist because yeah you don't want to take the roster spot from some guy who's just gonna fair catch punts but man when you have somebody who just can't even do that it's like all of a sudden becomes a glaring need when it's Kind of crazy because we had Felton there. Felton's not with the team anymore. Ford was kind of becoming that guy. Now Ford, you can't have him doing it. I mean, he's going to have his own workload. A guy I think that would be um, maybe interesting. How do you guys feel about Goodwin? I don't know if he's ever like returned or anything like that, but I mean, he's fast. Yeah, I don't don't know if there's anything he's ever done before or not. Right. And I mean, you wouldn't want to put him in that spot if he's not comfortable. We already have a receiver that's not comfortable doing it. I mean, mistakes will happen. So I just don't know who the guy is. I, and there's probably not a guy you can go to sign right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy that we're a professional team and we we don't have a guy who, that we feel confident to just catch punts. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's kind of that's yeah. kind of wild for as much talent as the Browns have on this roster to to not have somebody that you can just rely to go fair catch a punt. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do because that was – I feel like that's a very under-the-radar um, momentum turner that happened in that game that not a lot of people are talking about. Um, that's a good point. So, uh, again, we appreciate uh, the voicemail from Kenny Mack, as always. And, again, one more time, if you want to get your voicemails on the show, just head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. If you're nervous about doing it, you can practice as many times as you want. You record it, listen, you don't like it, redo it, record it, listen, you like it, send it. When the other couple of weeks ago when I did, I did it like 10 times. So uh, to make sure it didn't sound stupid. So yeah, if that's something you're interested in, we love hearing your guys' thoughts on the shows. So uh big news for the Browns this week, but before we like officially jump into the Titans game, was we're welcoming home Cream Hunt. 
signs a one-year deal with the Browns. I think it can be worth up to four million, probably depending on uh, benchmarks that he hits and stuff like that. Okay. Where do you guys? How do you guys feel? Because I know what my thoughts were. If you guys watched the the post game live, I was not high on signing Cream Hunt. I was also, if you watched that, if you couldn't tell. About to get one in traffic. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, if, I honestly, tell, I honestly um, can't even believe we did a live after it. Yeah, it was probably uh, a bad in the game, and I was like, I don't even know if I'm like up for this. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, that I'm, loss though, too. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. just today's like the first day I haven't sat around and like pondered it. Nope. I was like, you know, those memes, uh, of the uh, from Narcos of Pablo Escobar just sitting on the yes. swing by himself. That was I me think. for the last three days, just sitting there, just. And that <laughs> swing is a recliner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, to, I guess uh, to hit what you said about Kareem Hunt, um, for me, I think it's a nice story. I think it's kind of a nice PR move on Brown's part. Like they needed the depth piece anyway, but to bring that guy back, a guy that, you know, is Nick Chubb's best friend and all that stuff. For me, though, it doesn't really push the needle at all. Like it's he's he's gonna have the same role that he's had for the last few years. I think it's obvious to coaching and you know Ford is the guy. They watched Ford and and everything in camp. They know what they have. So they could have signed Kareem during you know the off season. They didn't. I think now we're kind of in a bind. They bring him back. It doesn't do a whole lot for me. I don't think he's gonna end up being like this guy from like Kansas City like his rookie season. I don't think anything like that. No, I mean, I didn't want him back initially because I didn't think he played very well last year and he looked slow and, and he couldn't get the edge anymore. And he, I thought he struggled last year a lot. So, Jerome Ford, initially, I mean, essentially beat him out in the offseason. Right. You, know, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. Ford's going to be the guy. Could I see Cream Hunt maybe getting a little bit more run than he did the last couple of years? Because, I mean, last year he was behind Chubb. You know, there's a big drop off from Chubb to Ford. So, maybe it's more of a... Uh, a 55-45 type split. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think he signed Kareem Hunt back, though. At least you can get him on the field pretty much right away. He's familiar. You know what I mean? He's if you, yeah. if we would have uh, if we would have signed like a James Robinson or God forbid a Leonard Fournette or traded for like a Cam Akers or something like that, um, they might not get on the field for a couple weeks. You know, you got to get them up to speed in your system and that kind of thing. So, I think it's the quickest fix. Um, maybe it's a little bit of like a locker room booster having him back in because the locker room felt deflated. You know what I mean? Like losing Nick Chubb, especially the way you lost Nick Chubb. I mean, that's just, that's a a buzzkill. So um, having him back is a little bit of like a a pick-me-up. And I think the the offense, especially need a little bit of a pick-me-up. I heard he came back in 10 pounds lighter. Yeah. And so so maybe, maybe he's got, and I did see some videos today. I thought he looked a little leaner. Um, He looked like he was moving pretty good. So, Maybe he's got a little bit of his explosiveness back. Maybe, you know, a little bit of his speed back. Um, so that could be good. But am I, am I expecting a ton out of him? No. And to be honest, it doesn't matter what this this offense now, and we said this even before Chubb got hurt, this offense is going to go where Deshaun Watson goes. Yes. yes. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter if we traded for Jonathan Taylor or Cam Akers, or to be honest, even if Nick Chubb didn't get hurt, this offense was going to go as far as is Deshaun Watson would take us. And um, so, no, no running back we signed. It didn't. It didn't matter that much to me. Like you just had to get somebody. 
Um, and this is the guy who fits in the quickest. And he's a good locker room guy here. Everybody likes him. Um, and I'm not cold-blooded. I'm going to be excited to see Cream Hunt back. I, Absolutely, you, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited yeah. to see him play again and be in the Browns uniform. It's just, I don't think it moves the needle for the offense, really. Well, this is a guy who last year, in, you know, kind of a little more of a limited role than what we had seen in Cleveland, still put up almost 700 yards of offense, four touchdowns. I mean, his yards per carry dropped like a whole yard from his like the, his whole career up to that point. So he, he did lose a step. The efficiency dropped off. But, I mean, he's still effective. He can still be an impact, you know, on third downs. He can be a good receiving weapon. Definitely down around the goal line. He's a bigger body back. Me and Justin were talking before the show. You saw Pierre Strong try to take a goal line carry and get yeah, absolutely wrecked. Yeah. Okay, he made yeah. the second one in, but we need a, <clears throat> we need a guy who can deliver that blow uh, the first time. And that's pretty much. And he's a good pass blocker. Yes. Yep. Yes. You know what I mean, so he fits. He, he, he's gonna. I think he's gonna do what we need. But again, this offense is gonna go where Deshaun Watson takes us, yep. and it's that's just the way. That's why we went and got him, and that's the expectation for him. And that's that's just that's what it's gonna have to be. That's just if not, we didn't need to go get him. We could have played with any Joe Schmo. We could have kept Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'm ex- I'm excited though I'm excited to see Cream Hunt back. Uh, I didn't mean to gloss over you, John. Do you have any thoughts on Hunt? Well, I mean, I said the same thing you said on during our live. I mean, emotions were high, um, and you can't replace Chubb, and that's the only thing I was thinking about the whole night is you can't replace Chubb. I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about the fact that we lost to the Steelers. I was literally just thinking about Chubb from that moment until the next two days. Um, so, I mean, I'm basically, I think I had the same kind of evolution you had with Kareem Hunt. Uh, I didn't think he was going to solve all our problems. I still don't think he's going to solve all our problems, but I'm excited to have him back anyway. I mean, he, he knows the system, and for that reason, I'd rather have him than, like, Cam Akers. I was actually on board with Jonathan Taylor, depending on what we'd have to give up and what we'd have to pay him. A lot of Browns fans weren't. Um, man, I like I said, I just want to... We we had to do something. I just want to see some sort of change because well, we we were just looking rough. But I, no, I would say that I would say if you were going to make a move for Jonathan Taylor, one you'd have to give up a bunch to get him. I heard they were asking the Dolphins for Jalen Waddle. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and so you probably have to part with more than you're willing to to give up, and then you'd have to pay him so much. I mean, you would basically essentially be saying Nick Chubb's no longer going to be a Brown. Because yeah. you 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 wouldn't be trading for Jonathan Taylor, and then if Nick Chubb rehabs, you would there you wouldn't be paying two running backs ten plus million dollars a year. You know what I mean? So right. yeah, I think that you right now you're holding out hope that Chubb can can pull off a miracle and come back next year. I mean, I really really hope so. I don't even if he if he does rehab and come back next year, I hope the Browns do right by him. I don't want to see them like just toss him to the side or something like this. It's this guy embodies Cleveland, like the team better do right by Nick Chubb or I'm going to be, I'm going to be salty. Yeah, I totally agree. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, that was a tough loss on Monday Night Football, but don't let it ruin your appetite. Fall is in the air and that means we're looking forward to these crisp mornings, the falling leaves, sweater weather, all that stuff. But most importantly, this is the perfect time for fall grilling, tailgating, and all that cozy comfort food. And Omaha Steaks has 
all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during their semi-annual sale. Now, stats are all a matter of perspective. Like 50% is pretty bad when it's Deshaun Watson's completion percentage. But when you get 50% off all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks, like Omaha Steaks Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons, that's the kind of 50% I like. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get an extra $30 off your order. So you're getting 50% off site-wide plus an extra $30 off your order with our code DOGS. We have quite a few people already in our Patreon group and Discord who we've already turned on to Omaha Steaks, and they will attest to just how great all the food is. Everything Omaha Steaks has to offer is absolutely phenomenal. And like I said, right now you get 50% off site-wide plus $30 extra off your order when you use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out. That's omahasteaks.com. Minimum purchase may apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, all right, so then we do have a matchup with the Titans we want to talk about this week. I said it in the opening. This is it. It feels it always feels like this in Cleveland, especially yeah. after a loss. But for being a week three matchup, you, if you lose this game, I get the sense that you're staring one and four right in the face because then you got the Ravens, then you got the bye, and out of the bye, you got the Niners, and um, that's a that's a tough stretch. You know, what I mean, if if you can pull off the win against the Titans at home this week, you can at least worst case scenario, you lose the Ravens. You can roll into the bye at two and two, try to get some things corrected. Plenty of season left, season still alive. Yeah. If you lose this game and then you you lose to the Ravens, and then you got your bye, and you know coming out of the bye, it's arguably the best team in football right now in the Niners, or or you know, it's them or the Cowboys maybe right now. It's like, okay, that's an uphill battle. Um so I think this I think this is about as important of a week three matchup that you could ever have um, if you want to have the season that we've all been excited and expected the Browns to have this year. Well, this is the perfect matchup for that sort of a game in week three. I'm going to tell you guys right now because if, if there's ever a get-right game for the Browns offense, specifically Deshaun Watson and this more wide-open passing, let's-go-downfield type of offense, you know, whatever they want to do, this is the game to really tune that up because – let me just run through some numbers that I, I put together today. So the Tennessee Titans are right now, they are tied with the Browns and the 49ers defense for the third fewest rushing yards allowed. Just 65 rushing yards a game for, through the first two weeks. They are very, very good run defense. So I don't expect a big game out of Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt. I just, I don't think our run game is going to be very good. This is a pass funnel defense. They shut down the run, but they suck against the pass 
They give up the fifth most passing yards in the NFL, 281.5 yards a game. Derek Carr week one, 305 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Justin Herbert last week, 305 yards, two touchdowns. So if Deshaun Watson doesn't have a really good game in this one, then maybe we ought to start getting a little worried because these guys are shutting down the run, but they've got nothing in the secondary to stop the pass. No, yeah, that's exactly. I think I said that earlier in the week. I was like, uh, this should be a week where we should be able to throw. And if we can't throw this week, we should be a little bit worried. Yes. Um, I obviously, I'm never going to say that because it's not true, but like losing, obviously losing Nick Chubb is tragic. But if it forces Stefanski to maybe play like more to Deshaun's strengths, like, I don't know, he he's not he's not like this precision timing passer. You know what I mean? Like right. all of his success in Houston was in like a wide open attack where he was making plays and that kind of thing. Um, I don't want to call it backyard football, but it was, it was way more like chiefs like than it was 49ers like, you know, and all we heard all off season was how this offense was going to be catered to Deshaun and he was going to have the keys to the car. Call me crazy, but it pretty much looks like the same offense to me. Yeah, it you does. Know, so occasionally, Elijah Moore is in the backfield. Like that's the only difference I'm seeing in terms of a different offense. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. Maybe without Chubb, if Stefanski will maybe break the mold a little bit now and, and like let it be more open and free flowing. Like because play it, play it. You brought the guy in. You know what I mean? Like let this this let him do what he what he does or at least yeah. used to do well and see if he still has it. Um, and then on, in, on Deshaun's part, he's just got to take what the defense gives him. Yeah, exactly. I, and to, to your point, like this is the game where we Deshaun can do this because one stat that I, I skipped over here that I thought was really interesting is so for any of you fantasy football players out there that think, well, I'm going to fire up Jerome Ford as the Browns RB1 or maybe I'll get a sneaky play with Kareem Hunt. The Tennessee Titans have not allowed a running back to go over 60 yards since week three of last season. Wow. So yeah. they're tough against the run. Very tough. Yeah, I um I expect this game to be a lot like the Steelers game. I'm going to I'm gonna try my best while I'm watching it to like not be losing my mind and freaking out when the offense probably like looks like crap or something. Like I expect this to be an ugly battle between two good defenses. I don't know. Like and t- I we should be able to pass this week. Like every part of me wants to say we're gonna come out and throw the ball around, but until I see that, I'm not expecting that at all. Like I fully expect the offense to come out and struggle, and it's gonna be on the defense to win it or keep it close. And the offense hopefully just don't lose the game. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. I feel like in the Steelers game, if we just would have taken a knee every down in the second or once we got the lead. Once we took the three-point lead. Yeah, drain the clock, two minutes off the clock and punt. We should have went Waterboy offense, you know, in the the bowl game. We should just – if we just take a knee every single play once we got the the three-point lead, we win the game. Yeah. You know, like that that that's how that's how bad the offense was, is it would have been better for them to just take a knee every play once we got the lead and we win that football game. And I expect – to be honest, I expect more of the same. I don't expect it to get better in one week, especially when you lost Nick Chubb. Um, so I hope they come out and they prove me wrong, but I think it's going to be on the defense again. And Deshaun is just going to have to make some throws. Like, And for me, I'm looking to see a bounce-back game from Stefanski also. Like I thought in week one, yeah. 
he adjusted. Like the, we couldn't throw the ball, the rain, and then he adjusted and he started running better. And then the passes he did call were like more timely. Like the we saw the uh, the play action pass to get the touchdown to Harrison Bryant. I thought Stefanski's game on Monday night was terrible. It it looked really bad. I do have two pieces of like good news for the offense. I don't. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that we we lost in a horrible fashion to the Steelers. But the Browns are actually the sixth highest yardage per game team in the NFL right now through two weeks. Three hundred seventy nine yards a game. Oh. So like, it's a top ten yardage offense, not necessarily scoring. Um, but this was a stat that I thought was interesting. So just in those two games, Deshaun Watson's turnover worthy play percentage is two point three percent. So guys who have a higher turnover-worthy play percentage than Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen's at 4.3, Lamar Jackson's at 5.1, and the highest in the league right now is Desmond Ritter at 7.6. So Deshaun actually has a pretty low turnover-worthy play. He's not completing a ton of his passes right now like we'd like to see, but he's not throwing really bad passes that you know could be picked or should be picked or anything like that. So that's at least encouraging. Well, that's because he's not throwing hardly any passes on time, at least. He's sitting there <laughs> holding the ball. Um, well, that's true. The, but, uh, but but that's his career average, actually. Like, his career average, I looked it up, 3.06 to throw. And it was 3.09 the other night. So, it's he's on par for his career. I, um, to kind of to kind of piggyback off, like, the Stefanski thing, and you mentioned how, like, we're still top 10 in yards. We talked about this in the in the offseason with what we wanted to see out of Stefanski this year was it was situational is where he needed to improve. And, and for example, we come out Monday night, everybody in the world knows we have a rookie right tackle going up against TJ Watt and you have a left tackle in Jedrick Wills who can't block anything. And you come out in a hostile environment and in your first play that you had all week to diagram up and dial up for your first play of the game, you go empty. So already I'm like, this is... They're pinning their ears back. You know what I mean? And then two, you drew up a play to your backup tight end. He was, no, he was the, the third string tight end. The third string tight end. Like that, that, that was all of camp. Yeah. You you you, <laughs> yeah. you had all week that's to that's dial up play, and yeah. script your first 20 or your first 10. And and that's the play that you landed on for your first play. Hey, let's put our tackles on an island. That's and let's throw it to our third string uh, tight end on the first play in a hostile environment on Monday Night Football against a team that just got embarrassed. So we know they're going to be coming out like their hair's on fire. They, like that's to me situationally where Kevin is just. I stick up for the guy, but damn that that's just dumb. That's a good and, point. And, you know what I mean? And like and then it's fourth down later, and we run speed option. And like you got Nick Chubb, like you don't always have to be the smartest guy, Kevin. Just give the ball to Nick Chubb. Or if you think everybody thinks you're just giving it to Nick Chubb, run like a crazy heavy play action look. Nick really sells it, and then you boo naked boot or hit a tight end on a pop pass or speed option, like <laughs> speed option. It, and not only that, on on that speed option, who was the lead blocker? It was Harrison Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who can't block you know what I mean? really so like just it. like you're right like man. In, in Deshaun got the first down on the speed option then he fumbled and we didn't get it but it's like that still wasn't the right play call it still was not the right play call you know what I mean like you, he's got to figure that out like sometimes just do just do like the obvious thing 
just master the obvious and be really good at the basics. And I mean, look at the Eagles. When it's fourth and one for the Eagles, push, push, they don't baby. get you. They just yeah. do their they just do their push play, and everybody knows they're going to do it. And they do, and it, it works every single yep. time. Kevin wouldn't do that. He he would run some crazy, funny, weird play. Yeah. Triple option. <laughs> and yeah. we'd be like, well, if we would have blocked, look how many people were wide open. It's like, okay, but that's not the point. Just get the, just run the easy play. Yeah. Right. So I'm so, looking for a bounce back game from Kevin. Like he's he's got to be better situationally, a hundred percent. Or I, I'm not going to be able to keep defending him. Like I'm just not. What I'll say about that going into this game, and I, it kind of all ties together with what you said. I think it's going to be a very low scoring. Like I don't think it's going to be a shootout or anything like that. The thing that worries me is Stefanski in these kind of games where it comes down to like one big play or one key moment in our history, we lose those games. Last week, you have Tomlin. You have Mike Grable coming in this week. He's a really good coach. I don't think he gets enough respect for how good he is and what he's done with not always great talent. So uh, for me, that's also a concern because I thought he got out coached last week. There's a great chance he could get out coached this week. No, I, um, how do you think we do defensively against them? Obviously, they got Derrick Henry. Um, Maybe I think that's he might not, good. He I know might not play. He might not play. Yeah, he might not um, play. And uh, Hopkins either. I I know uh, Ryan Tannehill had a, a good bounce back game here in Week Two. Um, yeah. but man, he was he had a good bounce back game against the Chargers, whose defense is. Awful. Yeah. Okay. Um, but against the Saints, who have, you know, a significantly better defense, he was terrible. I know personally because I have him in fantasy. Uh yeah, he was, was he like five points. He was, it was 16 like to that. 34 for 198 yards, three picks, sacked three times. He had a QBR of 15 and a Q, uh, quarterback rating of 28. He was awful in week one. And so, and then he had a bounce back game against a bad defense like you're supposed to. So hopefully Deshaun can. But I see this being more of a more of a week one type game for Ryan Tannehill and our defense if they keep playing the way that we've seen them play. Uh, Derrick Henry was limited to 15 carries for 63 yards in that week one matchup. I think our I feel like we we usually play pretty decent against Derrick Henry. At least the last time we played him, didn't we? We played him pretty tough from what I remember. Um, so that. You gotta you shut down Derrick Henry and you make Ryan Tannehill throw to beat you, and that's the recipe for success to beat the Titans. And I think this defense is a hundred percent equipped to do that, especially because, um, like you said, maybe no Hopkins. I mean, who Traylon Burks had a was it Burks? He had one. They got pass. Robert Robert Woods is doing actually like pretty decent this year. He is for the uh, Texans. For them. I'm, Oh shit! Yeah, you went to the Texans. Well, never mind. Never mind. That's all my fantasy shit getting all mixed uh, up. Okay, yep, never mind. Yep. yep. I did that out too, please. <laughs> even uh, even Derrick Henry in Week Two against the Chargers, he had 25 carries, but only for 80 yards. Right. He only averaged 3.2. You know what I mean? So their offense isn't some high-powered offense. This is gonna it's gonna be a defensive uh, a slugfest, in my opinion. So hopefully, it's gonna be another low-scoring game. I mean, I think it's going to be ugly. That's, that's a Titans way. Like, it, it's going to be an ugly and, – and to be honest, I don't even care. Just win just it. Win. Please, just just win it. Um, so, I don't know if you guys have heard any updates. As The last time I checked, Greg Newsom's trending toward not playing in this game. He was a did not practice yesterday, or Wednesday or thir- and Thursday this week. 
Um, the report I was reading said it's a right elbow dislocation or subluxation. Um, okay. And then there's a chance if he doesn't play this week, if it's that severe, it could be a multi-week injury. I don't know. I mean, this is the the Thursday night update. So it sounds to me like there's a chance he'll be out till the Niners. Could be. He'll probably miss this week, next week, take the bye, and then hopefully be back for the Niners, which is a big loss because he's playing well. Yeah. Um, but uh, what probably sign AJ Green back on from the practice squad. I would, I would imagine something like that. Yeah. Um, to be honest, the the next two weeks are. I don't want to. I'm not taking anybody lightly in the NFL, but in terms of like receiving cores. We're not exactly playing the Chiefs or the Dolphins the next two weeks. You know what I mean? When it comes to dynamic receiving cores. So if there's going to be a two-week stretch where we have to miss Greg Newsom, this is the the two-week stretch to do it. Because then coming out of the bye, you got Debo, IU, Kittle. Like you got some guys you're going up against. Yeah. Um, in terms of injuries, I think everybody else, Denzel Ward just left for cramps. So he should be good. He's good. Everybody else um, that was on the injury report I read today uh, did a limited, at least a limited practice today. So everybody's trending toward playing aside from Newsom, as far as I, I can tell. Good. So the I guess the last thing I just want to touch on is I just, I feel like in years past, we've seen the Browns kind of when there's some adversity, they fold. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like the going gets tough and we just get going. I really think and hope that with Jim Schwartz here, at least on the defensive side of the ball, like it, they're going to rally. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be like, okay, defense, it's on us this year to go do what we need to do um, until the offense can figure this stuff out. So I really, I really hope we see like at least a new attitude. Um, and I'm, I want to see how Kevin, I said this on the, the live, how does Kevin galvanize the offense how did what does he use as a rallying point for this offense because i said i he he just he doesn't seem like a people person to me sometimes like he's a really good analytical guy and i think he can come up with some good plays but being a football coach also at the same time he's just like being a, a leader of men and being able to get guys to play for you i mean look at dion i i don't know i mean i'm sure dion knows his x's and O's. i mean he played in the league he's a hall of famer and stuff but like He's not known as a genius, but he gets guys to buy into his program instantly. Like, I just don't know if Kevin has that in him and he needs to figure that out to be a head coach, in my opinion. Like, he's, I'm not telling you, he doesn't have to be a huge rah rah guy. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Mike McDaniel's probably not a huge rah rah guy, but he's got something that to get the guys to buy in. Kevin's got to find that something that just gets the guys to buy in. Yep. So, I mean, I'm interested in seeing that. Um, did anything else you guys wanted to touch on? We got score predictions. Um, yes. So my, my, my brain tells me the Titans are going to win just because I've been a Browns fan my whole life. <laughs> um, but my heart in my, in my gut, hopefully, which my gut is usually not wrong. It's pretty big. It's right a lot. Um, uh, I am, I think the Browns. When I'm going to say 13-10. Holy crap. Man. Okay. Until the offense shows me they can go score. I'm not, I'm not trusting them. What do you got, Justin? Oh, oh good. I guess we scored over 20 both weeks, but still. I'm saying 13-10. Ugly. It's going to be an ugly game. Mm-hmm. I agree. Give me uh, Browns 28-24. 
in a much needed bounce back game, uh, the team rallies. We're not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to go a little different from you guys. I think that this is a good bounce back game. For Deshaun, I think that their secondary is very beatable and we've got the right playmakers to do it. So I'm going to go something like 23 to 9. I think we hold them out of the end zone. We go three okay. straight weeks without, well, I, I shouldn't say without a touchdown, but the without them getting in the red zone. Here, real, before John makes his pick, real quick, other than they have a bad defense, a bad passing defense, what what is giving you even the tiniest bit of confidence that we will bounce back on the offensive side of the ball? Not totally confident at all. It's just my prediction because if it doesn't happen, we're in trouble. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of like you're you're just uh, you're um, willing to into existence. Yes, yes, speaking into existence, right, baby. That's right. I like it. Do it, yeah. man. All right, John. What do you got? Um, I'm gonna go Browns, twenty-one ten. Very good. All right. You guys heard it here. That's a clean sleep for the or clean sweep for the Browns. Um, if you're a Titans fan and you're watching, just be nice to us if you guys beat us, please. We can't we can't deal with it two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week, guys. Uh, no, I I respect the Titans. I respect Mike Vrabel. So I think it's going to be a tough. Yeah. It's going to be a slugfest. So um, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. It's uh, 9, 11 p.m. I want to go watch uh, Thursday night football. Uh, I got some money on it. So <laughs> I want to watch it after we record in after hours. That's how devoted I am to the cause. Um, so remember, if you want to get your thoughts on the show, the dogspodcast.com, leave us a voicemail. If you want to hang out with us in the private discord uh, throughout the week, and especially on Sundays, you want extra episodes every week, make sure you head to join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. Uh, let us know in the comments. If you think the Browns are going to bounce back, what you need to see out of the offense this week uh, to make you have a little bit more faith going forward. And if you're interested in our thoughts on uh, Deshaun and if uh, the backup should start playing, which um, people have been asking us, jump in the dog pack. We're going to talk about it on the After Hours show today. I think it's going to be good. So if you're interested in uh, a little bit more and uh, you want to hang out with us, head to the, head to the dog pack. It's a good time. Uh, other than that, we will see you guys next week, hopefully. A bounce back for through Monday. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.